0: Hey everyone! Welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast. My name is Hannah from the Cinemania World live show and today we have the first episode of The Female Gaze where the women of the Cinemania World crew come together for some fun discussions. Um, I'm really excited about this and I know a lot of you are probably like, oh my god, where's Dwayne? Well, the show is about women, so it only felt right to have the women of the crew um, take over the show. Sorry, (laughs) Dwayne. But today, uh, we are going to be discussing the Variety article about women um, kind of dominating uh, 2020 uh, with direction. And I'm joined by a bunch of special guests. Uh, (laughs) I'm really excited to start. All right, so first we have Kayla from Horror in Session and the Cinemania World team. Say hi.
1: Hello. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. What a great introduction. Oh, thank
0: you. Um, And then next, we're joined by Amanda from the Candid Cinema uh, Cinema and the Cinemania World team. Say
2: hi. Hey, I love women. This is going to be amazing.
0: (laughs) Yes, and then lastly, we're joined by Meg from the Sydney World team. Say hi.
3: Hello, I'm British. That's what I can bring to (laughs) you.
0: All right, uh, so, oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay. Uh So, uh, like I mentioned before, we're going to be discussing this article that came out um, from Variety, and it's about how women directed a record number of films in 2020, and there's a little bit of controversy about it on Twitter, and also the uh, article just goes into depth about um, the percentages of, like, women this year and then uh, past years, um with uh, how many films they directed. So we're going to get into a discussion about that. But before we get, like, knees deep into the discussion, I thought we would go around and get everyone's kind of, like, quick thoughts on it. And by the way, if you guys haven't read the article, it might be better to, like, pause this, read it, or skim it, and then come back Uh, (laughs) because we're not going to read the entire article off. Um, So, yeah, uh, I'm going to start with Amanda. Yeah, um, I, I read through it.
2: And it it is amazing that we set it a rec- we set a record. I'm a part of this apparently. Sixteen. Um, so it says 16 percent of directors uh, were women, and they had the hundred highest-grossing films in 2020. That's half of what I just said. So um, it's just exciting that they're getting more uh, women in all aspects, whether they're producers or. Um, uh, cinematographers or obviously directors. So it's just amazing to have that percentage go up from like 2019, 2018. And it's also great to have, um, more, uh, women who are taking on either mainstream films, like we did with Patty, like Patty Jenkins. And now Chloe, Chloe Zhao's doing the exact same thing with the Eternals. And she started with Note Medline. Um, so, it's just it's amazing to see the percentages go up and they need to keep going up um i understand that people are upset that it's a record number this year i get why people are just like this should have already been happening but it's like we're still getting giving these opportunities i think that's more important than looking at the numbers from like two three years
3: ago
0: yeah i completely agree um next i'm gonna go to meg
3: oh hello um yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of surprised I I hadn't really followed the films in 2020 and then reading this article I was like yes go women you know like we haven't had a chance to do this and like you look at the figures that they gave you for like 2017 and everything and like the percentages of women in the box office like as Amanda said like we we shouldn't be like going oh my god like this this should this should have been happening ages ago it should have been but like we should be proud of like where we've come from and like we're progressing and it's just like yes go women we we can make films screw you men like
0: (laughs) so true once again insert just women cerise ronan saying that uh (laughs) and then lastly kayla
1: I didn't know there was drama about the article. There's
0: drama because of men underneath the the variety posting it being like, oh, like all the uh, films that women directed this year suck. (gasps) That kind of thing. I did not
1: read that at all. Oh my god,
0: that's all I saw on Twitter Um, when this came out was like, quote, like everyone look at their replies. It's disgusting. Like literally, I had the replies up in front of me and it's like, um, hold on. Let me let me get to some of them. And didn't do a very good job, really. It's not a great stat when all these movies are lousy or mediocre at best. <gasps> and it just goes on and on and on. And I'm like, ugh. Oh, like typical see. trolls, yeah, basically.
1: Damn. But, I did yeah, not know. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did notice – I had been noticing this whole year just that there were a lot of amazing – films made by women this year um you you know the thing i do question about though is i'm so glad there's so many um films that came out this year by women but it's also like a lot of male or male and white led films were pushed back so that they could get a theatrical release while that i feel like more like maybe more women made films um were easier to put on VOD and then got there was like less movies that came out this year and, um, smaller films got more attention. Um, so I, I don't know if that's like a factor, but it made, it made me think about that, about how like, you know, like, um, Dune would be pushed to like next year, but then other, uh, women led films, you know, were put on VOD. So that's questionable to me, but I'm just, I, I went through a list of all the women directed films, not all of them, but a bunch of them this year, and I was actually surprised at some of them. That some of them that I didn't even realize were directed by a woman, um, like *Miss Americana*, the Taylor Swift dire- documentary, was directed by a woman as well, and stuff like that. So yeah, I've just I'm really excited about the women led films this year, but also would like to give some more credit to like the smaller ones like first cow hello that's my fave
0: anyways yeah yeah uh i think that definitely plays a factor into it that a lot of films that are directed by men or led by men that was supposed to come out this year was pushed to next year uh and that kind of made room for um more female-led films to kind of have the spotlight Uh, or just some of them came out before, um, everything was pushed back. Also (laughs) like Mm -hmm. birds of prey, uh, kind of opened up the year. So I definitely think that plays a huge factor in it, but also it's really exciting because, you know, with this coming out and saying that it was a record number of, uh, films directed by women this year, when you think about it, there's still more films next year, like blockbuster films that are coming out next year that are also directed by women, uh, like Eternals and, um, Black Widow which is so cool because usually you only get like the like one uh, <laughs> blockbuster directed by women like oh, yeah. a year like uh, 2018 with Captain Marvel uh, 2019 with like Captain Marvel or was it 2018? 2018 it was- yeah yeah. Yeah, it was- yeah. oh my god that literally <laughs> feels so long ago uh, <laughs> but yeah it's super cool to see that you know, we're making progress uh, just, like, a little bit because the film space is still, like, very pre- predominantly run by men. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just, it's nice to get the little bit of recognition every now and then, even if it's just, like, a variety article being, like, hey, there's, like, a small percentage of, like, women that, like, went up this year in directing films.
3: <laughs> just give us a slice. Come on, please. <laughs> true.
0: Um, also, like, the
2: real test, because the percentage was up this year, is going to be at all the award ceremonies yes. and all the nominations. Mm-hmm. So, like, at least Chloe Zhao, Emerald Fennell, and Regina King all directed amazing films this year. And
0: if they're not in contention,
2: that's saying a lot.
0: Imagine if they all got nominated. Oh, my God. Uh, I yeah.
2: I would be ecstatic because they do deserve it.
0: I, I haven't seen Nomadland yet, but I really, really am pulling for Chloe Zhao to win Best Director because I just, we need it to happen, especially after last year, the nominations last year for Best Directored. I genuinely think that is some of the most like damaging nominations ever in Oscar's history especially with Todd Phillips <laughs> best director oh over son. a woman even Greta Gerwig last year like yeah. she was the most like basic option to put in best director I would have taken even though I love little women and I think she deserved it but you know she was the most basic option to put in there I still would have rather had her in there than Todd Phillips yeah. it's just it's so crazy to me that this is uh, that it's even acceptable anymore yep
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's true and like, they made like big steps with it because didn't they um put Greg Gerwig in for Ladybird?
1: was like, she yeah she was yeah. right uh, yeah, yeah. Her Lady
3: Bird yeah yeah and then next year
1: they were like no yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's just like guys you were you you were so
3: close you know we had hopes for you and then you just had to bring back just dismissing women that's every yeah. year, though. And it was, it's yeah. especially unacceptable because there were
0: so many award contenders in mm-hmm. last year that were directed by women. Literally, the Simania World Awards, we had so many women nominated for our uh, director category, and it's like, y'all couldn't even fit in one at the Oscars. <laughs> Not even one, <laughs> but you can fit, make room for this <laughs> rip ripoff. Hello.
3: Just like, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Scorsese made you rip off, I'm dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will say though, I was so I was so happy about um, the, the diversity um, representation in the awards last year and mm-hmm. long winning Best Director. Like that made some strides, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we do need hopefully one, at least one woman this year. We'll see. I don't know.
0: I'm scared. (laughs) We need multiple women nominated and we need a woman to win this year.
1: Yeah.
2: Because, like, even if you look at the trajectory of the Oscars, they always have like one amazing year. It's like, yes, you nailed the win. And then it just collapses for three years. And then it goes back up with a really good winner every single time.
0: (laughs) But then also, men will make the argument and be like, oh well it shouldn't be about like diversity it should be about the best film and then you're like oh but a woman did make the best film like let's say we're talking about Nomadland like I still haven't seen it but let's just say that I think it's the best film of the year I'll be like well I think Nomadland is the best film of the year Mm -hmm. they'll be like well you're wrong and try and make up more excuses so it's like you can't win regardless never that's such a good impersonation because that is pretty
3: much (laughs) how they are it is it's made by a woman
0: like you'll like give them like an answer that's not just like oh well you're wrong like you give them like an actual answer and they'll be like they'll just respond with oh well you're wrong actually and they're childish about it it's like okay (laughs)
3: Totally <laughs> like, tell me why I'm wrong. At least tell me. Don't just say you're wrong. It's Exactly. Like, <laughs> brush it out a bit.
0: Oh, bless them. They, <laughs> they don't have any good arguments at this point, genuinely. No, Th- that's like well. their only argument that they stick to, too, is like the, oh, it shouldn't be about diversity. It should be about the best film. And you're like, well, in my opinion, whatever film that I'm talking about is the best film. And they're like, well, no, it's not.
2: <laughs> and then they don't say anything and it's like well film is subjective man like i think we know this by now like let us have our opinions
1: yeah. that's it i mean the oscars voters even though like there was those articles last year about how they inducted um a more diverse voters it still i believe like the numbers are very sm- small percentage for women and by poc so I guess that's where that vote is coming from.
0: Yeah, um, so, uh, <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry if I'm like all over the place. This is my first time like hosting, hosting a show without doing. so I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> You're, doing great. You're doing great. Thank you. Okay, um, so I also wanted to talk about some of our favorite films this year, directed by women. I know we just kind of, uh, touched on it a little bit um, but I f- felt like we should go like, more into depth um, about some of our favourite films this year uh, so I'll start with
3: Meg Ooh. Um, Well I've got kind of quite a lot because most of my films that I saw in London Film Festival were really like indie films and they were all directed by women pretty much I was kind of proud of myself because I was looking through like what films I've watched this year that are directed by women and I, all of my like London Film Festival ones were pretty much women. So I was like, yes, go on, girl. I've got a lot of content to give you guys. But um, like Shannon Murphy, she did Baby Teeth. And I think that's probably my favourite of... Uh, well, I watched it in 2019, but it came out like on theatrical release on the twenty uh, on Well, this year, last year? I don't know. 2021. I'm still confused. What <laughs>
1: um, <was> that one? <laughs> i've heard about it but
3: what is that like can you explain it it's um so baby teeth is about it's set in australia and it's about a girl called miller and um she's got a terminal illness and she kind of meets this like bad boy who's very attractive i have to add (gasps) um and they kind of (laughs) just go on like little adventures and she like finds herself a little bit and she just has fun before she dies and it's really it's a beautiful film to watch and I got to sit down and actually talk to the director um Shannon Murphy which was really quite cool um and she was like talking about sort of all of her influences like she she um she was brought up in a theatre background so there's a lot of fourth wall breaks in this film and that's because kind of her Brechtian style with her theatre and um it was just cool to sort of talk to the director as well behind the film and I think that's why I kind of like the film more as well because I got to talk to her and see her influences and why she did it and to see where she came from really because she started in tv and this is her directorial debut like sort of theater <gasps> release and um, it's just a powerful film and I really liked it and it's on Netflix and it's on Hulu so I recommend Baby Teeth go for it.
0: Baby yeah. teeth is good. I like baby teeth. Yeah, features a fantastic performance by Ben Mendelssohn, By the way, I thought, I, hmm? I
1: thought it was a horror movie because of oh. its <laughs> name. <laughs> I thought it was
3: just, like, a horror movie because oh,
1: little creepy baby. <laughs> I don't know why, but
0: in 2020, there is like films like titled after things like revolving around like the mouth. It's so weird, like baby teeth swallow. There has been more because like I keep. Hearing about like names of films and I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <Maybe a> letterboxd <laughs> list of mouth movies released in 2020.
0: <laughs> yes, a letterbox list. <laughs> oh God! All right, uh, uh, Amanda.
2: Oh man, so I have a couple, but I think I'm gonna go with my favorite, and I'm gonna go with Promising Young Woman uh, from last year which also came, well, it's going to go on VOD, I think the, is it the 17th, Fifteen. It's sometime soon. It's 15. something.
0: Yeah.
2: I think, yeah, 15th. So it just, it's amazing. It's just so well done. Emerald Fennel directed the film and she wrote the film. And it just takes such a different spin of, I think, of like a revenge film, like a thriller, because it was also like a lot of fun to watch Carrie Mulligan, who was absolutely outstanding in this as uh, her character, Cassie Thomas. It, it was just really refreshing in my eyes and the soundtrack also made the film like 10 times better, just elevated what the story was about. Um, I'm not gonna spoil anything. I just keep telling people to go watch it without really saying much about it. <laughs> um, uh, but it's so good. And um, I think it's gonna start a conversation. It already has started conversations. Because the ending is so divisive, and we we did a pod about it um, on Sonia Mania World as well. So um, this film's really eye-opening in the treatment of women, especially with the uh, Me Too movement and the conversation that was centered around that as well, and how Cassie Thomas just takes, um, just takes, she harnesses her own power, and it kind of feels empowering and it's like a gigantic middle finger to men everywhere and that's why I love the movie so I recommend <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> yes we love promising promising young woman uh promising young woman is so like cool because I'm not like super I'm not as high on it as you but it's mm-hmm. so cool to think about like how different it is and how different it like tackles the subject matter and the themes of the movie because we've definitely definitely seen mm-hmm. movies with kind of like the same thing theme- themes, but it's just tackled so differently there. And I think that's mm-hmm. what makes it kind of like so divisive already. Yeah. But it's like so cool when films start such a big conversation, like promising o- promising young woman has. Um and Kayla.
1: Hi. So my favorite movie of twenty twenty my favorite of all was Emma. Yay. Emma <laughs> Period directed by Autumn de Um that film is just the perfect film, I would say. And it's really crazy because that was Autumn de Wild's like feature debut, which I'm noticing a lot of uh women directors they're having these amazing first features. It's like there aren't it's it looks like there aren't a lot of women directors, but there are. We're just not giving them money, you know? Yeah. Um, and just Emma, it's beautiful to look at. The score is beautiful. Stylistically, I think um, Autumn DeWile has her own style down, and I, I just can't wait for what's next from her. And then my second favorite is First Cow. Both of these movies, like Emma and First Cow, just have their own style that I think is so great. To um, I I think being such new or young directors and having that style so early on is just amazing. And so I can't wait to see where these women directors go because I know they're going to make great things. But I hope they get more notice because I feel like First Cow and emma are pretty underrated for what they are because they're just beautiful and perfect and not really films that you could have much problems with because they're just so good but yeah
0: yeah both of those films like flew under the radar for like so long and i feel like now like the years end, i've seen more people talking about them like thank god uh especially first cow because it was like the first a24 movie to like go on like vod this year so it was like, and it was like right in the middle of like everyone kind of like uh, making like the process of being like, oh, well, we're gonna have to watch movies at home this year. Uh, so I felt so bad for First Cow. Um, but yeah, the, every movie that uh, they just mentioned is great. Um, I have two picks, uh, for some of my favorite movies directed by women this year, and the first one is The Assistant, another movie that I feel like kind of flew under everyone's radar. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this movie captured like the women, the female perspective, better than any other movie that I've seen this year. It's so haunting and kind of just. Um, Enlightening in a way where it's like the movie just sucks you and you feel like you are kind of like living in the moment with this character and feeling like you're kind of in the situation with her. And I love how it's just presented and shown. It's amazing. It's on Hulu right now. Everyone should watch it. And then my favorite movie of the year was Birds of Prey. And Birds of Prey was directed by Kathy Yan. Uh and I just This movie has been such, like, an escape for me throughout all of 2020. It's, like, the only movie that I watched, like, consistently through 2020, and Kathy Ann should have been handed a sequel already, but, you know, Birds of Prey kind of got handed the end of the stick with uh, Box Office. Sadly, uh, people seem to forget that Birds of Prey definitely opened right in the beginning of Corona, so... Uh, But, (laughs) yeah... Um, everyone should go watch those movies because they're great uh
1: (laughs) wait why why did cinemania not vote kathy ann as best director
0: listen i have i have beef with people i need to go into the cinemano world group okay so i was too focused on bullying people about ben schwartz but i should have been bullying people about kathy ann i had way too much confidence in everyone in the group to vote for kathy ann come to find out only four Only four people of the Cinemania crew nominated Kathy Ann for Best Director. Four. I was one of them. I was was one one of them. I was one of them. Thank you. (laughs)
3: Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I I was. (laughs) <laughs> what, what,
2: what, oh. Why why are you putting me on blast, man? I understand what you're putting
3: <laughs> on oh, oh, Like, no. <laughs> like oh, I God.
1: mean, what they put David Fincher, Fincher in there. People didn't even like Mink. I heard. I mean I don't want to I, literally him. I heard
0: nobody in like the Cinema group talk about Mink. Nobody. And
1: then they voted him for best director. I was like, what where? Why?
0: What? I'm God. like, I love Fincher as much as The Next girl, but like Mank? Really? <laughs> it was so boring,
3: man. Listen, I'll edit this out, but I was the fourth, so don't be coming at me neither. No, no, no. Emmy keep this thing. <laughs> keep
1: this thing.
3: No, no, no. I can't be having y'all. I, I, I was the fourth, so... all right. Period.
0: I cannot. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen. Any yeah. of the crew that's we'll listening that. right now and you guys didn't nominate Kathy Ann. Just know, just know. We're watching. Okay. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was, what we were. Ta- oh yeah. Um, what were we talking about?
3: I really do not know. <laughs> we were like, we were, like
0: in depth to like the conversation about something. Kayla was talking about something. What do you I think mean? It was, about birds- was it about birds of prey? I think so. Oh my god, what were we talking about?
1: Yeah, you're There's talking. A- oh, about oh, how- oh, yeah, you're
0: talking about Kathy Yan, not being yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh- <laughs> but, but, okay, hear this, hear this, hear this. Kathy Yan has a new film coming out on streaming soon. Ooh. Have you Yay. heard of that? It's not new because it's old, but it was never like it was never released. released. It's an indie, I think. So, was it, is it that one google. movie? Hold
0: on. google Google's. I- Dead pigs. Yes. Oh my god, okay. I've been like super like hyped to see that. Um, and I've never been able to like find it anywhere. So, yes, everyone should go watch Dead Pigs. And by the way, I'm I'm so sick and tired of the birds of prey conversation on Twitter. I truly, am uh, what
2: especially is the birds
1: men of prey conversation. So men,
0: <laughs> we're
2: talking <laughs> to you men directly. Men,
0: <laughs> I it, it kind of frustrates me because I don't understand why men take issue with movies like Birds of Prey that are like so heavily like uh, surrounded by feminism, and then they kind of push away when Wonder Woman does it. I don't know what the difference is like in the films that make them go like oh it's okay here but it's not okay here and with like Captain Marvel 2 it's so odd because like both all the movies present feminism in the same way kind of and no movie kind of goes like lesser on it than the others it's like kind of the same throughout all the movies and it's like they only take issue with Captain Marvel and like Birds of Prey but with and like charlie's angels we can even put charlie's angels in there too but with wonder woman they gave wonder woman a pass and it's so odd i'm gonna yeah. say this and it's gonna sound really bad but it's because they all are in
2: love with gal and i think <laughs> that's it's it's true because like i've seen reviews and it's yeah, just focused on her and i feel like they right. are just blinded by her and then they kind of bash everything else
0: I, I know I brought up a few times that I think that because there's a lot of controversy around the Captain Marvel costume, there's a lot of controversy around the Birds of Prey costumes, and mm-hmm. some female critics in our space were saying that they don't cater towards men, which they're not supposed to cater towards men. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and I think that maybe uh, Wonder Woman does get a pass sometimes because she has kind of the skimpy outfit, uh, which is fine. You know, everyone, we all love skimpy outfits i'm sure um but uh i think that that might be part of the reason too why she gets a pass um i don't know it's just it's so weird to think about you know men kind of being like oh this feminism is is okay but this feminism isn't you know Mm -hmm.
1: also i think maybe racism i don't know i feel like people just i feel like some people just trust Patty Jenkins is like oh like she's a woman director but she's white like she's okay you know but you know maybe Kathy Yan is an Asian woman and they're gonna give her a harder time just because I feel like there's a lot because I feel in, in my eyes what I see in DC Marvel Star Wars fandom um, I feel like there's a lot more racist people than we account for do, do you guys feel that way?
0: Yeah, I I I definitely see a lot of that too, especially when it's like there's racism like all around like the film community definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's it goes harder on women of color. Mm-hmm. Um and
3: it's just it's so depressing, genuinely. Yeah. Well, it's like um Ava Duvernay with her her wrinkle in time people like mm-hmm. slated her for that film because it was like really bad <gasps> yeah. and terrible and Reese with the spoon and stuff everything like that and it was like she's just making the film can't she just make a film like it was a good film it did all right like with all the factors that it had going against it but mm-hmm. men I- like people just don't seem to want to support people of color when they're making a film. <gasps>
0: I think that also kind of goes into the conversation of women can't make mistakes Mm -hmm. in, like, uh, the professional, um, uh, in like, uh, Hollywood. Uh, Because, like, men get so many passes. Like, they can make bad films all they want. Michael Bay can make so many bad films and then still get, like, handed, like, millions of dollars to make, like, stupid other films, you know? (laughs) And they get critically panned every time. Yeah, fucking whatever uh (laughs) with women like kathy ann like her uh birds of prey kind of flopped but it was like critically praised but everyone's like oh it's a failure oh she's a failure like did it out whatever and it's like oh she's not allowed to you know her film kind of didn't wasn't as successful as other dc properties and you guys are gonna like put that stain on her but there's millions of other uh, men who have made films who are flops or they weren't critically praised and they're st- still handed like millions and millions of dollars to make like sequels and other films and it's like wow we really just we lose all the time either way
1: yeah. <laughs> that reminds me yeah. of when Charlie's Angels came out the reboot and everybody was like why would you, why would they make a reboot like I haven't seen the movie sorry but like I I I I mean, there's a lot of terrible movies that come out and there's a lot of stupid reboots that come out. And we are on Fast and Furious Nine. Fast and Furious Nine. You're yeah. gonna take you're gonna take up this whole argument about a Charlie's Angels reboot. Like, come on. I don't I just don't see it as that big of a problem. Like maybe it was a bad movie, whatever, but there's a lot of there's nine fast
0: my only argument is there's nine fast you're right you're 100 percent right that is like the
1: entire
2: argument
0: itself and it should be shut down there there's nine fucking fast serious movies it's
2: nine (laughs) and and also like going off of the charlie's angels point i watched it and i had a freaking blast watching that me too i had such a good time
0: watching charlie's angels it was was so
2: fun exactly and it was just it's just a fun movie and i feel like people
0: like don't. women understand. aren't allowed to make fun movies by the we're way not. <laughs> we're not apparently we're not it has allowed. to be like, profound and it has to be like awards worthy da, 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 like all that kind of stuff we're not allowed to make like fun blockbusters exactly and also
2: something that i noticed and it's because sony released it okay the marketing for charlie's angels was horrible no one even knew it was coming out, and they kind of, like, buried it for whatever reason, and I don't know why. It also comes down to the marketing of these films directed by
0: women. hmm I
1: think
0: so, yeah. I, th- I think that studios saw what happened with Captain Marvel and saw that, like, people were trying to, like, petition against it, and kind of, like, there's these big groups of, like, men who were like, oh, well, we're gonna uh, go against this film, we're gonna, like... Um, Spam Rotten Tomatoes with like bad reviews and stuff like that, and they're like, oh well, obviously people are not too happy about films being like super femi- uh feminist, especially blockbusters, and I feel like that kind of scared a lot of studios away from, you know, putting these films at like the forefront.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, but just it's kind of showing now though as well like in a different way they're not standing by their creators like with warner bros and the hbo max they're not standing by their creators they don't care they just want money and what sells they they don't take pride in like the films that they're putting out and i think that can also hurt women a lot more as well because if i like you said they really pretty much have like a one film shot like you fail you don't get another chance you, you're successful, eh, okay, maybe you can do like a little women-style book, but that's it. Like, you can't do any more fun. It has to be rom-com-type films. And I think they just don't take pride in having a good selection of films with variety of filmmakers, actors, producers, anything. They just don't take pride.
1: hmm I see that, and
3: too.
0: And then even, even then, a lot of the time, what you see is a woman will make a successful film and then it will get another film, Greenlit, like a sequel or, you know, more films to come or just spinoffs, whatever. And then they'll get handed to men.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. To all the boys yeah. I loved before. Yeah, oh, I, was literally,
0: I was literally about to say, like, most recently, to all the boys I loved before. Twilight. And a lot of the times when that happens, you see the quality drop. Yeah. Guys, even, like, Fifty Shades and Twilight, like,
2: how yeah. do you hand that over to men? I don't understand. Truly. It's... Oh, it's goodness. so frustrating. <laughs> like, i don't get it can they actually do a better job i don't think so to be perfectly like honest. you
0: see the quality drop almost every time that it happens
3: but also, right like, men, men focused way too much on the women it's like no 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 no. this is a woman's film okay i want to see the man all right take his top off come on come on exactly. <laughs> i want to see a bit more come on like- you know
0: with Birds of Prey, uh, you go to Suicide Squad and how overly sexualized Harley was in Suicide Squad and then you are given you give her to a woman and then you see how she's portrayed in a film directed by a woman from the female perspective, and it's like it's like night and day, truly, and it's it's so frustrating that studios are like, Oh my god, yes, this is like this is going to do great. Da, 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 da. We're going to like cater towards men and da, 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 whatever. And they give it to a woman. And then there's like a whole bunch of controversy. So like that. But it's like, if we speak up about how it makes us uncomfortable, how we're sexualized and so many films men are like, uh, cry about it. And it's like, but then we get films directed by women and who aren't putting women in films just to be sexualized. Like that's the only reason why they're there. They're like, Oh, uh, uh, and they cry about it. It's also because studios still
2: think that majority of audience members that go watch these superhero films are men. And it doesn't make any sense because there's so many women that love these CBMs and it's still not registering in their minds. And that's the other issue.
1: I think, yeah, I think that is an issue. I think Marvel's doing a better job about it though. I think Kevin Feige has Mm -hmm. done a great job about... Making more woman-led films and like directed, and then about women as well. Um, Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there's Star Wars, and I feel like I feel like Star Wars caters towards men. Like no matter what, like they're going to cater towards men. Um, And it'll be it'll be interesting to see what a woman-directed Star Wars film looks like. Because while we have you know Deborah Chow directing some episodes Delorean. i mean that was created by john favreau and like that's his baby so it'll be interesting to see what real woman-led um star wars film looks like i think yeah
0: that's why i'm so excited for patty jenkins star wars movie yeah if she, if she only directs it and not writes it
1: <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah,
2: Not that I want. I don't it. want to start. Bruce. If you like <laughs> Wonder Woman 84, I'm. I love you. Go ahead, watch the movie, enjoy it. But script wise, <laughs> I think that if she writes anything Star for Star Wars, I think it's going to be like kind of an issue. Direction she can. Run wild. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Yeah, well I I'll I'll back you on that. I was like, wait, Marvel has Nia DaCosta and Chloe mm-hmm. Zhao, and we have Patty Jenkins, like I'm sorry, <laughs> but we need to step it up a little bit. <laughs> like Patty,
0: but... mm-hmm. You know what, now no, that we're I'm talking about like uh women in Star Wars, I genuinely really am like thinking about how cool it would have been to have um a woman come in and finish uh, the trilogy, <sighs> the new trilogy. Right, I love JJ ah! Abrams. I love JJ Abrams so much. But like, we had him do the first one. We had Ryan do the second one. Why couldn't we gotten a new new director for Rise of Skywalker? Like, we did my, like, have a new director. We had Chris oh, yeah. Terrio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, no! Was it who was it? Is it Chris Terrio that was doing it? Wasn't it Colin Trevorrow? Colin Trevor! Yeah, 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 Oh my god!
2: The duel of the fates script that was thrown away.
1: I want to throw up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel sick. I'm oh thinking about like everything that went on with the rise of Skywalker. I'm like, Ay. Lord
2: Almighty,
3: <laughs> are we actually going to go there? Are we saying the title? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, truly, truly scary. Um, uh, wh-
0: you're t- you talked about Kevin Feige for a second, how you think that he's doing a better job at it than, um, DC is right now, and I completely agree. Uh, you know, we heard about everything that was happening with that one head at Disney who was, uh. Kind of stopping the production of Black Widow because Kevin Feige wanted to have a Black Widow movie a long time ago Mm -hmm. and more. Wow. Yeah. Uh, more female led movies a long time ago. And mm-hmm. he really wanted to put women at the forefront. And there was a head at Marvel. I can't remember his name right now. Um, that was stopping that. And he didn't want that to happen. And he got taken out of that position around civil war and immediately films uh, directed by women and led by women went into production with Kevin <laughs> Feige. And I'm like, you know, he put his money where his mouth is. And I, yeah. I love that, and especially now going forward, it's like we're now seeing the movies, and we're seeing so much more uh, movies get greenlit over at Marvel, directed by women and led by women, and it's like it's so great, and especially in this whole thing where it's like, oh, there's a feminist agenda, did it ask like that, and I'm like, there was 23 Marvel movies led <laughs> by white men and directed by men before. Captain Marvel so it's like if there's a any agenda there's a male agenda thank you very much
2: (laughs) I will say Mm -hmm. sorry go ahead no you go ahead I was just gonna say that like the way Warner Brothers handles any of their projects is actually just terrible they don't know how to handle their material Mm -hmm. and they don't know what to even they don't even know how to organize it and that's it's just so upsetting as a dc fan where everything feels like it's scattered And it's like yes you have wonder woman but then you don't like follow other than birds of prey like i just feel like there should have been more content released and i know that like i guess i'm greedy because marvel just releases like 10 a year but it's just the fact that like they need to be more organized and i really don't think it's gonna happen for dc and it sucks to say that because i'm a huge fan but That's the other issue with Warner Brothers. Like, they just don't know how to handle their characters, and it bothers me.
1: The problem with that is I think that – I don't know who the head of DC is, sorry, but whoever is the head of DC, and then there's Kathleen Kennedy. These people are not passionate about, I think – um, putting out, you know, women-directed films, um, people of color-directed um, films, I don't think they are necessarily. I think Kevin Feige, it shows that he is passionate about, you know, having um, diversity in his films and behind the camera. And mm-hmm. I just don't see the same for DC or Star Wars. And I feel like there was a lot of pushback for Kathleen Kennedy and a lot of it was based in, you know, sexism and misogynistic misogyny back beforehand but i think after all the evidence is laid out we can finally start to think like maybe kathleen kennedy isn't the right woman for the job because it doesn't seem like she like well, as you said for dc they don't know how to handle their stuff i don't think kathleen kennedy knows to how to handle star wars anymore either
0: Ooh. yeah i i agree 100 percent. i just i think you know like kevin feige we have seen like so many times over and over again sorry guys we're kind of like spiraling into different <laughs> uh, but you know this is a podcast about discussions so it's gonna lead us forever uh, but, uh like we we've seen with kevin feige again and again that he's like so passionate about like marvel and you know these characters and you know putting diversity at the forefront and giving uh a huge platform to people of color women and you know he really does just put his money where his mouth is and i love that uh and with kathleen kennedy and with dc dc is like well warner bros altogether it's such a reactionary studio it's like everything that's like could go wrong the slightest they changed their plans like completely and it's like that's not how you go about things Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know we just seen it with you know the pandemic marvel had so many movies laid out to come out and you know we know that marvel has like things laid out for a reason and in an order for a particular reason for everything to come together smoothly and they had to rearrange a whole bunch of stuff and it's not a mess like everything Mm -hmm. is you know we have new release dates for things and we have stuff coming out like next week in the mcu so it's like there wasn't a mess there but with uh warner bros let's say they had a whole slate of movies like filmed ready to go like marvel did and who knows what 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 would (laughs) have happened you know (laughs) It's true.
1: I mean, there's a lot of movies that ha- they did talk about before. I think DC that just I don't
0: know where they are. Oh yeah, they they announced like, a bunch of movies. That's like wh- where is that? Like the <laughs> Trent, James Wan, the Trench? Hello, <laughs> have we heard anything
3: about that? <laughs> they just said like, who is she? Like we we don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you guys didn't see us announce a whole bunch of films. <laughs>
1: And going back to women a little bit, I feel like sometimes with Star Wars and DC, I feel like sometimes like it's performative that they're here's like a woman director or here's new female characters yeah after we
0: bullied you for three years what uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the situation it felt like performance because they were like hey we're giving um this woman a film and we're letting her have like you know a whole cast of uh women and it's gonna be super like led by women but we're not gonna promote it we're not gonna give it like the proper marketing like you know it, it felt very half-assed it's like hey you kind of set the film up to fail from like the jump yeah yeah which is sad it's so frustrating <laughs> uh, it's like people don't even like studios didn't even try and hide their sexism at this point no truly sick and twisted
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know all right well um does do we have any more topics that we want to cover before we end the podcast
1: they were good
2: I think we we covered a lot. We, we did, did. <laughs> it was only episode one, guys. Oof, we
1: we
0: actually went over a lot of stuff uh, that I didn't think that we would get to go over. Um, I'm glad we did though. This is a really good discussion, and I'm super excited to do future episodes now. So well, it was before, but like actually now that we have done an episode, I'm like even more excited.
1: Me too. <laughs> I love
0: this. I love it yes Uh, okay Uh, so i think we're gonna end the podcast here um but before we say goodbye i'll go around and get everyone's social medias uh i'll start with kayla
1: hi i'm at kayla k-a-i-l-a underscore ren on twitter and all my links are in my bio all right and then meg oh god i'm gonna forget my own name now um
3: (laughs) I'm on Twitter. It's Meg with a double G and then Embers. Don't ask why I did a double G. I just kind of went through an emo type phase. I was <laughs> like, hey, why not? <laughs> and my links are all up on my social media. All right. And then Manda. You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter,
2: and Letterboxd at AMX NDA reviews, and my YouTube channel
0: is Candid Cinema. All right, and then you can find me at RejectedHannah on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, this was so fun. I'm so happy. All right, uh, bye
3: guys. <laughs> bye. <Yay. laughs>